Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Parasite? I am, because after all, we, we are, are the Watchers of Movies. First, we're going to talk about this little trope issue that I had. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, so I was watching Sex and City 2. And there was a scene where Vegan and Carrie are at a wedding, and there is a couple that is sitting there, and they're talking about how they have they have a surrogate, and they're having a kid, and they're really excited to have a kid, and blah blah blah. And they ask Carrie and Vig, they're like, "Oh, what about you guys? Are you guys gonna have kids?" And they're like, "No, no, you know, not really. Like, we we're not really into children. Um, it's not really our thing." And the couple is looking at them like Big and Carrie just took off their heads and revealed alien heads underneath. They were like, they were like, like it was like they were dumbfounded. Like they couldn't possibly understand how they did not want children. And they're like, well, what about when you grow older? What about this? What about that? And they're like giving them the third degree. And I'm, I'm just like, why is that such a trope where you have this person who is so insistent on another couple having a child, even though it affects them in no way? And I was so annoyed. And also, I was really irritated because it was like, there are other people in the world that have different wants and desires from you. You can't, like, act shocked. Like, someone, you know, like, when someone isn't exactly like what you are every time, you know? Yeah, I think if you have... If you're, if you have a life decision that's not like totally bonkers, like I think I'm gonna get into cannibalism. <laughs> but if you just have a life decision that literally affects no one else's life, right? It's weird when people like overreact. Just about people it. think that they need to jump in and save you. Yeah, yeah. It's... I think there are people on both. That's like a life. Tro- I think when you texted me this trope, yeah. I said that's also a life trope because I can't stand it. Oh yeah, it totally. When is. people are baffled because you don't want kids, and I think um, when people can't stop preaching about how they don't want kids, I think both sides of the spectrum yeah. really annoy me. Like, like when I get on Facebook, I see people posting all the time about, like, I don't want to have kids, and that's okay. And like, yeah, that is fine. No one's telling you it's not fine. Right. <laughs> I don't need to see a million memes about how you don't want to have kids. Good for you. Right, exactly. And I don't need to see a million memes about... You like you love kids. Like I don't care. I don't care if yeah. you hate. Well, I think it's weird if people hate kids. I I don't. I'm like not a big kids person. But like that's. It's not like I want to like eradicate them. <laughs> you know, yeah, on the planet. I mean, I feel like it's okay. I don't want to spend time with them. <laughs> like it's okay to not want to babysit and right. to not want to spend time with children. But I think it's a little strange when people are like, I hate children. I'm like, well, we're all children. Right. We were all children once, and pe- some people still act like children right. when they're adults. So I think it's really strange. It I, is. I think it's better to say things like, uh, I get sort of frustrated around children, so I prefer not to be around right. them. And that being said, I love the children in my family. That's different. Mm-hmm. But uh, around a bunch of kids that are screaming and they're ill-behaved, no, I don't want to spend time around them. Why yeah, but I, I feel the that? same way about like, people at a Trump rally, and they're all adults. <laughs> so... I feel yeah. like there's, is there a Seinfeld episode where there's an ugly baby and they're like, you have to see the baby. And they're just like trying to get everybody to see the baby, but the baby's not cute. And so I think oh Elaine says, it's breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> the 
funny. I think people are people who are obsessed with their children are fine, but I've I mean if if your child is ugly that puts your but I don't know do you think your own child is I'm to be honest I'm, my friends have not I, had ugly babies so I, I'm not familiar with this scenario where I've had to fake it because all my friends have had like right. cute kids right but if you had a friend who had an ugly baby what would you do? <laughs> like, you're like have you have you ever seen um selfie. With Karen Gillan and I've John seen Cho. one episode. Okay, so there's an episode where he's trying to like, because it's, you know, um, it's a modern retelling of um, My, My Fair, Fair Lady. Lady. Yeah, My Fair Lady. And so he's trying to like, like show her, her, like, how do you react when you see a picture of someone's baby? And he shows her like this picture of this, like, just this really like not good looking baby. Like, it's <laughs> kind of weird looking. And she goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's cute. I, I, yeah. I don't think I, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware how cute she, she is. is. <laughs> it's good like, practice. I think. Yeah. I mean, but I, anyway, so it really, it really bothered me. Like it was, I was putting it on in the background and I couldn't stop focusing on that one part because I was so irritated by the, this like random couple's reaction that they, by the way, did not even know these people. Like that's what really yeah, actually Yeah, I think that's really me. strange. I think if it's something, if somebody's life decision isn't affecting yours and it's not like a self-destructive path, yeah. just let people do what they want, which I, I guess I should let people post on Facebook if they want. <laughs> yeah. I guess it goes both and ways. And the good thing about that is that you can remain friends with them and unfollow them and they'll never know. They'll never know. Exactly. They'll never know. That's what I, I do. I just, I, I don't care if people want to have kids or people don't want to have kids. I don't care, but you don't have to preach to me either yeah. way. Yeah, and I really, really hate being told that you'll change your mind when they're your own. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't want them. It doesn't matter if they're not mine, if they're someone else's. It's, as a whole, I do not want to be a mother. <laughs> like, yeah. that is it. That is, like, it just, it's it's my own personal thing. Well, it's a lot of people's thing. It's, it's, but it's like insulting to hear too, because you're just like, you know what? You're telling me something and you're like basically telling me that I don't know what I want to do with my own life mm -hmm. and my own body. Yeah. And that's what I have a big issue with, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I, the child yeah. talk is sort of a deep issue, but it is. I think I like that. <laughs> We've as talk, obviously talked about it before. Yeah. But um, I have another thing too. So I finished the first season of Lock and Key on Netflix, oh. and it's kind of um, like a dark, whimsical type of show. I don't really. It's a dark, whimsical kind of show. Oh, okay. <laughs> dark, what you whimsical. Know, when you think of like whimsical, you don't really think of dark, but. The, uh, the you kind of do. It's like fantasy. Yeah, yeah like it's dark. fantasy. Yeah. And it's like, but the trailer for it makes it seem like it's like really upbeat and happy. And it's like totally not. Oh. Because it's about these kids that move to their dad's old house, like their dad's childhood house, after he got murdered. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's not like a happy show. But it's by the same guy. It's by Joe Hill. And he did Nosferatu. Which is the NOS, then the... So he's four. like 140 years old. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, it's like a... It was a book, but it's like Nosferatu, but it looks like the way you'd spell it on a um, a license plate. So it's like oh, NOS, oh, number geez. four. That sounds annoying. I already hate it. 
then A, and then the letter, or the number like two. I don't um, like it. Anything that's supposed to appeal to, like, a texting <laughs> culture, I, I'm going to write it off. Well, Zachary Quinto's in it. Oh, Zachary Quinto. Zachary. Shut up. <laughs> Zachary Quinto could be in The Witcher, and I'm still not going to watch it. <laughs> okay, he would never be in The Witcher, though, because he doesn't, he doesn't do old-fashioned stuff like that. Mm, it makes sense. Yeah. He's in an ultra-modern show with... Yeah. License plate title. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I think... So you would recommend Lock and Key? I, I think it's... um, It's it's interesting. I, I wouldn't say it's the best show ever, but I enjoyed it enough to finish it. So, yeah. Well, that's um, good. I think yeah. that's a very glowing review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so the guy who did it, Joe Hill, is Stephen King's son, so he kind of likes the darker stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and he also did Horns, and they made a movie out of it. Okay. I've heard of that movie. I've never seen it. The movie it. was terrible. I would read the book. Um, anyway. It sounds like he has a great body of work. <laughs> So, anyway, no, the book was really great, oh, but the okay. movie was like, eh. Yeah. Um, I didn't think That tends Daniel, to be the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't think Daniel Radcliffe should have played the character. I had a lot yeah. of issues with that. Anyway, regardless. So, it's if you're, like, familiar with his stuff, you'll know it's, like, with magic, but with dark consequences. So, okay. it's, it's interesting. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I have a recommendation okay. as well, since we're doing these real quick. Um, recommendation. This is recommendations. <laughs> Um, I really love the Great British Baking Show, oh, and I know that too. that show's been on for years, but I think it's one of my favorite shows. I mean, <laughs> it you can't really categorize it in, like, sitcom or drama, so I don't know, it doesn't compare to those, but I just really love it. I think it's, it's a really fun competition show, and the hosts are fun, and there's two versions, there's two teams of hosts, and mm -hmm. I, I like them equally, and I, I would recommend it to anyone if you just want... A fun cooking show, a fun competition show, and it's it's British, so it's extra extra novel, and yeah. I would just I'd recommend it. So. It is fun. It's like the most relaxing, stressful show I've ever seen. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know. And like when you watch Gordon Ramsay, he's so mean. Oh my god, and he's, he's always he's so on. nasty. But Paul Hollywood is firm and critical, but never nasty. Yeah, he's, he's always never cruel. No, I, and his criticisms are always tampered with you know, here's how you sh you should improve. Right. And I, I just, I love how um, they're just really kind. Even yeah. though they're saying things that are, you know, like, you need to improve this. They're just very kind. So it's not, int I don't feel awkward watching it. Right. I don't feel uncomfortable. I just, it's just nice. Yeah, it's nice. Well, and it's, it's like, you're not getting the classic, like, cooking show. You're getting something that's like, for people to help improve their baking skills and everything. You know what I mean? You're, you're not, like, watching someone abuse another yeah. person. Yeah, exactly. And, which is, who wants, I mean, really, who wants to watch that? You know, like, it's like, well, people someone, do because it's well, I know, but, <laughs> but I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, it's hugely popular, yeah. so people are like, yay. Um, but, yeah, anyway. So, should we talk about the movie? Let's talk about Parasite. Okay. Yes. So, what did you think? Well, I will give you... I liked, overall, I really liked it. Okay. I think it was way overhyped, though. Um, I kind of agree with you. If I, I wish, and I went and saw it with Mike, and we were talking about this when we saw it, or afterwards, that it almost probably would have been better to have seen it opening weekend when nobody told us anything about it, because we went in expecting, because I've heard people say, like, oh, it wrecked me, and I've heard other people say it has a big twist, and we discussed all this, me and him did. And I didn't really feel wrecked, and I didn't feel like there was this mega twist. I just I didn't felt feel that like, either. and then people in Hollywood when it won all the awards were just like, "Oh gosh, this movie!" And I really liked it, and I thought it was really creative. But I feel like I would have maybe 
watched it and been more surprised if I wasn't expecting it to surprise yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I think the problem is with movies like that. Like, okay, so here's kind of a good example is when I saw Frozen, it was so hyped up and everyone was like, best movie ever, like Disney's never done better, blah, blah, blah. And I saw it and I was like, I mean, one of the guys is raised by troll people. Like, <laughs> is it really that good? <laughs> you know, like I had a hard time. I really didn't, I really didn't like Frozen very much. But the fact of the matter is, is that if it hadn't been so hyped up, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. I'd probably been like, okay, you know, like I, you know, it's fun, whatever. But because people were like, it's the best thing ever, blah, blah, blah. I was kind of just like, I mean, I guess. So how did whatever. you feel about Parasite? So I liked it. Um, but I wouldn't say it wrecked me. No. I think it was interesting. I definitely have seen movies way far more emotional and emotionally driven. And I've been more attached to characters that have like wrecked me a lot more. Well, this one really didn't even at all. So, um, but I didn't, I, I wouldn't say there was like really a big twist. I it think. It didn't seem like there was a twist at all to in, me. I mean, well, kind of, but. There is a twist. It's just <clears throat> not, it's not like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was the butler the whole time, you know? <laughs> the butler in the if it living for room with the candlestick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that there was a lot of moments that I was... Something that I really liked about it was there were a lot of moments where I was tense because I felt, what's going to happen? Yes. And then those, not like nothing would happen. So it was really interesting to me how they can build tenseness and then it sort of peters out a little bit, and you're like, okay, I'm safe for now. And then they build it up again. Yeah. So I think it's really well done in that regard. And I kind of wish that I lived in a cave, and somebody had just sent me a random DVD, <laughs> and I was like, what is this? You know, Because I think it would have been a little bit more magical. But in this day and age... If you're gonna like, if you're gonna shock me, like you've gotta shock me. This yeah. movie was just a good story, but it wasn't anything shocking or no, it wasn't. And I thought it was gonna be way more shocking, mm-hmm. just based on what people said. And I was yeah. like, and I liked it. I, I enjoyed did too. it. I, I would, liked well, it. I would watch it again. Yeah. I would recommend it to people. But I, I would just never say that it's like. It definitely didn't dig deep down in me where I'm like, oh my god, I'm so surprised by this ending, or yeah. so surprised by this, or whatever. I mean. Like, I mean, we'll get to the whole basement thing and everything, yeah. but mm-hmm. but that was, yeah, I just, I agree with you. It was like, it was good, I'd recommend it, but I wouldn't say it was. I agree. <sighs> I, it was, I, I really, I mean, I did enjoy it, and I think it's very well made, and I, I really love that. As a foreign movie, a, a movie in Korean with subtitles, it won Best International Film and Best yeah. Picture, which I think is some sort of, I don't think it's ever happened before. No, I doubt it. And the director won Best Director, and I think his his award for sure is deserved. And um, Best Picture, I don't know, I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I really man. wanted that to win. I love Once so, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Do I think it deserved Best Picture? And personally, probably not, but I don't think it totally didn't deserve it either. If no, that makes no, I sense. Get what you mean, like, yeah. I don't think it's totally out of left field. Like right. I don't think Little Women deserved Best Picture, so I'm glad that didn't win. Well also that's a remake. But no I'm just saying like, yeah, well, yeah, 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 that's I agree. It, yeah. Yeah, like um, so <laughs> I think know. that it, it's not it's not undeserved, but in my opinion it's not totally deserved either. Right. 
So I had a small comment. I don't know. Okay. Oh, you didn't see it in theaters, did you? I did not. Oh, oh my gosh. Let me so, open up my notes for this, too, because I wrote down all the names. Oh, the yeah. Well, we oh, saw shit, it in I was going to send that to you. That's okay. You can just lay your phone down. Okay. But we um we saw it in theaters, and all of the trailers before the movie... I love trailers. I just want to get on a soapbox here. Sometimes at home... I'll just watch trailers on YouTube because oh, I love movie trailers. Me too. <laughs> and movie trailers do work for me because I love montages mm-hmm. and I love, like, they pick all the beautiful shots, you know? Yeah. The trailer is like the headshot of the movie. You know, you don't you know choose tra- your dead scenes. <laughs> you know what a trailer is? It's like the picture that you post or, like, that people post on Instagram of their food before they eat it. Yes, You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's like, oh, it's perfect, it's beautiful, it's plated well, you know, and then it's a mess by the time they get through yeah. it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. So, I trailer. love trailers, yeah. and so I'm telling you all these things because I've never been in a movie before where I wanted the trailers to end. <laughs> really? every one of the trailers was just, like, this dark, independent, sad, depressing movie, <laughs> every one of them. And after every trailer, when another trailer would start, in my head I'd be like, oh my gosh, I, I was sort of hoping that last one was the last one. And that's never, ever happened because I love them. And I Aww. like to get to movies. Like my mom, if I see a movie with my mom, she'll be like, well, we have to get there early because you want to see the trailers. Because she knows <laughs> yeah, I love them. Yeah, and yeah. I tell Mike all the time that I love the trailers. And I told him afterwards that I've never wanted trailers to end. But they were all, there was one about a woman who swallows things like she has a mental disorder like so she swallows like yeah she's pregnant but no 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 pika pika is like a pregnancy thing yeah right? so did yeah. she have is that what she, she has swallows like safety pins oh and my god anyway it like was open horrific it was horrific it was Ew. it was like Wait, was and it, they were was showing her like speaking, sticking really? things in her mouth yeah it was english speaking and um it was, and then there was another one about this stepmom who stays in a haunted cabin with her kids, and there were just, it, well, there was one of, <laughs> that like I'm it not just, like. every one after the other was so dark and so depressing, and I, it made me wish for, like, a Wes Anderson trailer, because I just <laughs> wanted something to make me feel like I wasn't going to leave the theater and, and like, bash my head oh, into a wall. And, the, and it made me nervous for the movie because I thought, if these are the trailers they're playing, right before the movie actually started, I was kind of on edge thinking, what are we getting ourselves into? But right. the movie was actually, like, it made me laugh a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of And it, was, it wasn't overly dark. It was just, it was dark in places like a movie's supposed to be. Right. You know, so I it really redeemed, yeah. the, it, rede- it didn't redeem the trailers totally, but it, I was relieved that it was... You weren't getting into yeah. like the death trap of darkness right. and gloom. I wasn't yeah. watching a movie about a woman swallowing thumbtacks. <sighs> oh no! The visuals were terrible. I Ooh, I, like I think the movie's called Swallow, and it's. I, I wouldn't recommend if you if you cringe at just the thought of that. Don't watch the trailer because the visuals are really cringing. great. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go. Anyway, <laughs> so Parasite. So I, I have to say, um, as far as trailers go, I think when we were watching, because we saw Me Before You, right? Yes. I remember, I think it was in that one, I remember the trailers being like, super depressing and I was like oh my god this is such a bummer like yeah. just start the damn movie like you know what I mean we should probably talk about the movie I'm sorry that was <laughs> no, a way out of the field but... go don't apologize girl <laughs> so um all right so the whole opening thing with them living in that basement the basement 
So my first, like, legitimately one of my first thoughts was, I bet it smells in there. I bet it does. And <laughs> it came, the smell came up later. Yeah, 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 it did. But, like, so the smell came up later, but that was, like, one of my first thoughts was everything kind of looked a little damp. Everything looked a little yep. not very clean. Um, and it just, I don't know. And, like, you know, and that... So later in the movie, when that that flooding happened, like as soon as I saw it flooding, I was like, "Their place is flooded." Wow, like, I, I did not think that. Second, I did not put that I was together. like, and well, because I noticed that they showed all this water going in this drain, and I was like, "Okay, they wouldn't have shown that lingering shot of a drain if it wasn't important." Yeah, you know? that's smart. And yeah. um, and then as they're like walk walking through the streets and like things are flooded and they're like start running, I was like, "Shit, their place is like, ugh." can't believe they stayed there <laughs> like it just i i had some i had some questions about the movie that are overarching not necessarily yeah. regarding the beginning but i thought so i've thought a lot about the theme uh-huh. of what they were trying to say and i was wondering if the theme is more about mindset than about actual class like actual wealthy versus poor because right. this family of four Mm-hmm. Um, you have the names. Yeah, the so names. Ki Wu so, is the son. Yeah. Ki Young is the daughter. Mm-hmm. Chung Suk is the mom. And I just called Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim is the dad. Yeah. And all four of them are, they're poor. Mm-hmm. They're like folding pizza boxes for money. Yeah. But then they con this rich family and they're all able and cap- they're capable of doing this massive con. And I didn't understand why they would be poor because they all seem capable except... I think in their minds, they don't feel accepted, and so they are stuck in this mindset that they don't belong with rich people, and so, and I just, I think that, I feel like the theme is more about their mindset is a parasite, as opposed to wealthy versus poor. Right. Well, and, so, I don't know if you got this, but did it seem to you like they had maybe done this before? Yes, well. Okay, because I got that impression that this is like one of numerous cons that they pulled on some on people. I thought that was going to be the twist, that it was just going to, like, the movie was going to, somehow they were going to have to leave this rich family, and then it was going to cut to them a year later doing the same thing to yeah. another rich family. I was kind of hoping happen. that they would get more into that, that background, yeah. because it seemed like it was implied that this was not the first time they'd done this. Like, they were very, like, precise, like, we need to do this, we need to do that in order to get this person fired. You know, like, the daughter taking off her underwear in the car. She did that so fast. And yeah, she was just like, and I thought she was gonna seduce him. I did at too. First. Like yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, don't. That's uh-uh. really yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh, I was geez. like really rooted out by that. I was like, don't. And then she just like left him in the car there. And then yeah. like someone, Mr. Park, the the um dad or the yeah the Mr., dad. Yeah. Um, what's his name on here? I think yeah, it was, Na- so yeah. Nathan Park, Dong Ik, but we'll just call him Nathan Park because that's kind of what you see. Like you see all the pictures of him with yeah. Um. When he like found him and then he took a sniff, I was like, "Don't sniff this pair of weird." I feel like smell just came into it a lot. It did. It did. It was like, yeah, that was really gross. I agree. Yeah, like I was like, he like he like like he he has to check that they were worn by someone. I don't know why you found a pair of underwear that don't belong to your wife. Obviously, something happened here without you going like, "Hmm, let me sniff and see if it smells like a vagina." Like, ew, I just. I really, really liked um, the sequence of them, how they're conning the family in the mm-hmm. beginning, how the son gets the job as a tutor, as a tutor through totally up-and-up means. His yeah. friend is going abroad, so his friend's like, try this job, I'll recommend you. 
and and I like that he sort of he pretends. totally fucked over his, his friend too. Well, yeah, well, he did, but yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, the friend was like, "Oh, I'm really in love with this girl. I'm gonna ask her out." And but then, she, the girl, it made me think the girl came on to the friend the same as she came on to um, Kiwu. Yeah, Kiwu, yeah, because. She like the first, the second day of their studying. She tried, she to tried kiss like kissed, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They kissed, and she well, was she like, was "Do such... you think? Do you think Jessica's pretty?" And oh, she you was know. so, she was so like, and she's a teenage girl, so Lord knows we've all been there. But like, she was so painfully a teenage girl that yeah. it like bothered me. Oh you know really? I mean? Yeah, like it was just. Like, I liked how innocent I just, she sort of was. For me, it was more like this crippling like self-esteem issue mm-hmm. that she had with this guy and oh, I was just yeah. like this guy is such a piece of shit don't feel like you know what I mean and it's like obviously she has no idea that he is yeah but I just I for some reason I just I couldn't get on board with her and I didn't really necessarily care about her as a character you know like I didn't I didn't have any like real connection with her you know I just kind of was like she's just part of this and she's part of the game you yeah. know whatever but, um, I, so, anyway, so let's talk about, so they get, so they get Kiwu in there, which they call Kevin. Mm-hmm. His Americanized name is Kevin. And then his sister, mm-hmm. Jessica. So I, I liked, I really liked them conning the family in that way. I think it's such a good segment. Me too. Um, so and this the sister little boy, was so awesome. She's so good. <laughs> she's so the little boy draws these pictures. Yeah. And so he just sort of like spins all this crap in order to get his sister, and he he lies and says yeah. she's this you know famous, a really in demand artist. Yeah, everyone help, wants her. He like, can help yeah. children. So she comes in and she looks at a picture and she's like, the bottom right hand side of the picture is a sign of schizophrenia. Okay, by the way, I wrote <laughs> is this that down. Real? No, I wrote this down because. Um, so schizophrenia doesn't actually show up in males until they're about 18. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so he, there's no way that he would have signed the schizophrenia that young. Because <laughs> he was like, what, five or something? Yeah, it's like 18 to 21. That's when they start showing mm-hmm. signs of it. I did have a question. She said, did something bad happen to him when he was in first grade? Right. And it ends up being that something weird did happen to him in first grade. But how did she know that? That was, yeah, it, that was kind of not ever explained. I wish know? that she would have just said, did something happen when he was younger? Because first yeah. grade's so specific. Well, I wonder if that was actually what she said, but the English subtitle said first grade. <gasps> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that yeah. you brought that up. Like, you really have to remember because yeah. like I've so like Netflix has a tendency to um, dub things a lot. And I, I don't really like watching things dubbed. No, I would me rather la- watch it in its original language. Yeah. Because like they're, first of all, they're hiring these dubbed actors that are, like, they're dub actors. <laughs> they're not, you know, like, in certain other countries, um, dub actors, dubbed actors can actually be really, really famous. But here, we don't, like, care or know or whatever. So, um, so, but you just don't get the full, like, authentic emotion to how right. the person was acting if you're hearing it dubbed. But then I'm reading the subtitles and listening to what the dubs are saying, and I'm like, this is totally not even at all what they said. Right. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. So you have to, like, you have to remember that, that just because she said first grade doesn't mean that's what she actually said. Yes, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so there is that. And then I really liked, I mean, I, I liked how 
I mean, I thought it was weird that she thought so fast to take her underwear off and so the driver yeah. would get fired. Well, that's exactly what makes me think that they've done this so yeah. many times because there's no way that she would just think that out of the blue. And this so, is something she's done many times, I bet. It has to be. Yeah. And then they forge the documents. Yeah. Like that his... girl must spend a butt ton on underwear. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> That's good. She's always leaving her places like, oh, I don't But I do her. like, so this was one of the first moments when I started feeling really tense. Uh-huh. So they, in a, like one fell swoop, they knocked out, well, so the original tutor was going abroad, so they didn't actually have anything to do with his disappearance. Yeah. But then they knocked out the driver. Yeah. And she inserted herself, or he inserted his sister as like an art therapy mm-hmm. tutor for the younger, the little boy of the family. And then I realized, that's when I realized they're going to do something to the housekeeper to yeah. get their mother in there. And I started feeling really nervous because I, what are they going to do to the housekeeper? Right. And so I really liked that feeling of tenseness. That's yeah. what, that's the first time I felt in the movie where I was just like, I know something's coming. I <laughs> yeah. know this poor woman, something's going to happen to her. I know you feel so bad for her because you're like, she's just an innocent, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you find out more later, but yeah. for right now, that whole, um. I thought that peach fuzz thing was ingenious. Well, that's also why I think they've done it before. <laughs> yeah, well, like, but also, and we can get to it later with the peach fuzz thing, but there's something that happens later that didn't make sense as to why, like, should we just... Yeah, just, okay. yeah, so, yeah. So, later, uh, the, um, uh, what is it, Ki, Ki Zhang, so she, um rubs a peach all over her face, all over the husband's face. Oh, yeah, face. when they're all fighting. Yeah, what is it? Moon Moon Gwang? Yeah, so Moon Gwang's face. And she has no allergic reaction whatsoever. She's not coughing. Yeah, I thought that was weird, She's too. not breaking mm-hmm. out in hives. And if you have, if you're so allergic that the fuzz Yeah, all they did was, they had, like, a vial of fuzz that they yeah, would pour on her. Exactly. As they walked past her, and she would have, like, an asthma Yeah, attack. like a violent reaction. So if she, she had to go to the hospital over it. So she's having face-to-face contact. Like, her face would swell up, mm-hmm. undoubtedly. And they didn't have any reaction to that. And I was like... Why include that part then? Because I thought that was weird as well. I noticed it. Yeah. And I thought it was, it was, um, and there was an nothing, no follow up. Because it should have stopped the fighting. Right. And well, and she should have. Oh, but then the phone rang, I guess. But she should have been coughing or but, something. Well, she should have had a reaction, yeah. but she didn't have a reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I was like. That, that really bugged me because I was like, that is a sorely, sorely bad example of, like, of poor, um, what's that word? Um, uh, were they like, Continuity. Yeah, thank you. It's a it's a sore continuity error. It's a really bad continuity error. Yeah, and it like I just I was like, wow, they really missed the boat on that one. That really bugged me. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I I really liked. Um, so when when Kiwoo's friend is setting him up with this job, he's mm-hmm. uh, he's telling about the wealthy family, and he's like, they're really nice, but I think the mother. My simple, is simple. <laughs> yeah. But I really like. I mean, she's gullible. I thought, but she I was really sweet. liked the family. I think yeah. she wanted, like, she wanted what was best for her children. And her and her husband still liked each other. He wasn't yeah. like a scumbag. He didn't sleep around. No. He seemed. They seemed like they were yeah. like a decently like happy, couple. a happy like, family who had a lot of money, but they weren't evil. I mean, no. later on in the movie, there was like one part where he talked about. Um, Mr. Kim smelling funny, and yeah. he said a comment like, "People who ride the subway smell funny," but that I didn't, but it that wasn't didn't even seem evil. That mean. No, it, it wasn't more that just bad. like it was the just... guy needs to just up his IG. Yeah, like, it wasn't, it wasn't even bad. that mean. So like... the rich family was just very pleasant, very yeah. normal in in a sense of just being upper class, right? Happy people, and 
um, the lower class, the the poor family, were all evil, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they so, totally were, yeah. So I thought that was an interesting juxtaposition, and I think that's a little bit rare in movies. I do, too. Usually the villains are the wealthy people. Yeah. But the villains in this movie... Big time. ...were the, the poor people, I mean, and, just because you have money doesn't mean you're you're evil, right? You know? Which, exactly. Yeah, and you know, just because you don't have money doesn't mean you're a good person. Like, right. it, it doesn't exactly. matter. So th- I how thought much that money was you do or you don't have. A good twi- yeah. yeah, there's so. a good twist for you. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> no, and I like the mom. I thought she was I, very sweet. I did too. Yeah. She was very nice. She was she gullible. Wanted, she was. Yeah, she was very naive. But Mike like, called Mike called her an easy mark, which I thought was oh, a really yeah, good big time, big yeah, big easy mark because. I mean, that sister was able to come in and be like, oh, your son has signs of schizophrenia. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, you know, and she's freaking out and everything. And, and, um, and it's like, but if you know anything about schizophrenia, you know that she's lying. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So, and I, um, what, <laughs> my friend is here being quiet and observing and she's shaking her head. Why are you shaking your head? Because schizophrenia can, is typically not diagnosed till the late teens, early 20s, and then. But there are cases where it's diagnosed as young as that. Okay. So okay. I don't know so if you heard that. She said but schizophrenia can be diagnosed as young as the little boy. It's typically seen when they're more mature in their late teens, early 20s, is usually when it shows up as signs and symptoms, but it's not always. Okay. Hmm. So it might well, show up as signs and symptoms when the kid's like ten. Yeah. So, yeah. so. oh, you know what? Something interesting. Yeah, thanks that is the, interesting. Thanks for the insight. <laughs> Something I really liked um, was how the little boy was obsessed with. They called them Indians in the movie, like Native yeah, Americans, yeah. and I thought that was really interesting to see that culture. To see Native American culture idolized by Korean culture yeah. was really fun because it's like they didn't grow up with Native Americans. Right, no. So the, their no perception of, of Native Americans are A, calling them Indians. Well, in the subtitles they call them Indians. So right. I assume they didn't call them by like, I assume they called them by name like Indian right. in Korean. So they call them that and it's just like. Oh, they're warriors and they yeah. live in teepees. And so it's just, I don't know, it's really well, and fun. We, and we have this we have this view of them as being a minority group that's been trampled on Mm -hmm. and pushed to, like, the parts of America where people don't want to go. Like, you know, like, pushing these little, like, like, not camps, but reservations. I mean, essentially, like, (laughs) like, we totally took over their land and screwed them over. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, and these, this Korean kid is like, wow, these, you know, and they were a great, they are a great race of people, you know, they were strong and they were warriors and they mm-hmm. were working the earth and they were incredible and, and, you know, respecting the planet. And it's just like, and it's kind of nice to see that. I, agree. I thought it like, was I just like really that. fun. Like yeah. just seeing another culture's perspective of a culture that we are, so we used are, to. Yeah, yeah. We're very familiar with because we grew up with it in our country. Right. Our exactly. land, you know? Yeah. It, that was really cool. I yeah. like that. I'm glad that you said that cause I didn't even think of that, but okay. So, so they get the driver fired by um, planting he, he Jung leaving her underwear there. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then so Mister Kim takes over, and I thought that it was kind of weird that they didn't they mention the smell later, but you never see like Mister Park reacting to it in the beginning. I kind of or thought, did you notice that he did? I didn't, I didn't notice him reacting. I kind of thought that Mister Park is is a pro. Like uh-huh. he's. He's refined. Well, he's like internationally, he, like well yeah, known. Yeah, and too. he might be bothered by the smell, but he is professional. 
in his everyday life and the fact that he he doesn't I think he he just doesn't let it show because yeah. he's not he's not a bad guy he's no. not evil no. so I think that that's just part of his character is that yes he might be bothered by it but he's not like an ass who right. would just sit and like plug his nose right, or something right yeah well cuz his wife did later in the film yeah i think yeah, when things she, started like, turning she yeah. was like oh and like oh, what's her name um the wife is young kyo yeah um so yeah when young kyo was like planning her son's birthday party mm-hmm. you could see her like she was like oh my god she's like covering her nose and like rolled down the window like and, and um you know mr kim notices cuz he's like okay Fuck you, bitch. Well, <laughs> he didn't and say also, that, but you know, she was talking on the phone. Mike actually pointed this out to me, and she was talking on the phone about how lucky the so the sky was so blue, there was no pollution, and how lucky it was because it rained, and that's uh-huh. why the sky was so clear. So she's like, "Oh, we had all this rain, but the rain doesn't affect her at all. But the rain had flooded his place, oh, that's and he right. had to sleep in like a shelter and pick clothes out of that's a big right. pile. That's right. So." Obviously, like, the tension was starting to boil for him. Right. Because, A, he was coming in on his day off after he had slept a night in a shelter. Probably didn't sleep And had well a terrible all. night because, which we'll get to, at their house the night before. Right. They had that whole fiasco. So, that's when the tension was mounting. And he had heard them talking about how he smelled just hours before that as well. Yeah, yeah. And so So I, he was sore. Yeah. He was very, very sore. About sore. The situation. And yeah. I think her just saying, Oh, lucky to have all that rain was just like a cherry on top. Okay. Yeah, I can I can see that being like the trigger for him being like, mm-hmm. Oh my god, I have such a big headache right now. Like, and then you know, she rolled down whatever. the window. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can so see that. anyway. Um, so, okay, so they get rid of the driver, mm-hmm. they think he's, like, but they're so nice about letting these people go, it's not even, yeah. like, an accusatory, like, you slept with someone and used our car as, like, a place to sleep with some random girl, like, they were just like, oh, it's not working out, you know, like, thanks for coming, bye, you know, whatever, but then I felt really bad for that housekeeper, because too. they were, like, thinking she had tuberculosis, and, I yeah. mean, and... It was so it was so brilliantly done. I thought with the sauce, like so putting the sauce, like yes. putting the sauce on the little like tissue that she used, and he's, into, like, yeah. and he's like holding it up. The to, shot like, of him young turning young. and pointing, like <laughs> yeah. holding this, Mr. Kim. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is that shot made and me young laugh. Kyo was so like, ridiculous. oh my god, like yes. she's just, she's such a little sweetheart. Like she's got this sweet little face, and she's <laughs> so shocked and appalled by like mm-hmm. the fact that her like, and she thinks that. Her poor housekeeper's like lying to her that she's super sick and that's not the case at all and it was just like yeah damn so so they insert yeah, the mother the mother so now yep. all four of them are, are working, working for this there. rich family but they all pretend like they're not related yes and something that I really liked was when the little boy smells Mr Kim yeah and then smells the mother the new housekeeper right and says they both smell the same and I thought that attention to detail is really, really good. And I know we've talked about smell coming up later, but this mm-hmm. is the first time that smell comes up, and it's not a stinky smell that he's smelling. He's just noticing that they're prob- that they're all from the same household, so yeah. they smell the same. Right. That's not and even something I would even think no, of No, I loved it. Like, I thought that was really yeah. smart, because I was like, oh, so I then, was like, trouble in paradise. Yeah, I would have said, I would have clapped. If I was reading, like, if my friend had written the story, yeah. I would have said, love the part about the smelling, because <laughs> yeah. that's genius. So then 
It cuts to them back right. at their basement apartment saying, we all have to use different soft fabric softener. We all have right. to use different soap. Yep. And then the daughter's saying, it's not any of that. It's basement smells. Yeah. So, they, yeah. It's like, like, so you kind of start to learn that the smell is just in them. I just imagine that they smell like cabbage. I thought know? the same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, but I just couldn't help but think. Like, I don't know. For some reason... Well, first of all, I, I don't like the smell of cabbage. I think it's really gross. I love gross. cabbage. So I don't like... I, I love the taste. I love the smell. I, just, like, I kind do of like, like cabbage like to eat it. It's but like a delectable farty smell, <laughs> but I still like it. Is it like when you leave your cat in the bedroom? And <laughs> so earlier today, I had to lock. I had to leave my cat in the bedroom because he is an aspiring escape artist, and all he wants to do is get out that door. But I can't <laughs> let him out because he's so small and he's so precious to me. So I, I put him in my room. It's a big, spacious room. He's fine. He's all stuffed in he there. He loves it. But I walked in after I came back, and I opened the door, and I was like, did my cat fill this room with farts and then go and take a nap? Like He just he was trying to warm it up, get all cozy in his fart cave. It just smelled like cat farts. <laughs> I was like, and he has got some noxious farts. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> my dog had uh, that as well. I don't, it's just... It's just a thing yeah. that they It's do. an animal thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so, so yeah, right. I imagine it's smelling like cabbage as well. Right, right. So okay, so they get the housekeeper out by using the peach fuzz, mm -hmm. which comes in later, but not in a way that I liked. Right. And I think it should have been done better, but mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, okay, so the next scene, they the family, the rich family, is going camping. Yeah. And so the poor family is just like sort of invading their house and yeah. enjoying all their comforts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And like your want to do when you're a con family. Yeah, like the daughter was taking a bubble bath, yeah. and they were drinking yeah. the liquor and having, yeah. like, a food party and for yep, the four yep, of them. Yep, yep, yeah. And then... I really didn't like when they broke that thing, because I was like, oh, don't do that. That's going to... So, remember one of them broke something, like a glass oh, yeah. on purpose? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because um, I was just like... If someone notices that's broken, that's gonna be bad. Like you and know, that scene, that scene was so. That was another. This was another moment yeah. that was very tense because the whole time so they were relaxing good. and getting drunk, I thought the family's gonna come home. Oh yeah, no, I know, and we I was did. so nervous, and so I thought that was really well done. Me and too. then the they door like, bell rings. Well, and they were like it. I thought they were way too comfortable. They were. Like, they weren't they were worried so at all. No, they weren't. And I was just like, okay, like, I get that you guys, like, this is your thing. And the reality of it is, is that if they get kicked out or they get fired, they're still going to yeah. be in the same spot that they were. Yes, exactly. But, like, if you worked this hard to get where you are, why would you screw that up by having it all taken back when yeah. you all are making great salaries and you can eventually move out of the basement? I think it just you know? speaks to the mindset. Like, they, they have this mindset of always being poor, so it sounds like they're probably bad with the money they make. Yeah. And they just enjoy... Or they like the comforts at the moment, but they well, don't and they, think they come about, taking advantage of people yeah. either. You know, I had a funny. So it was pouring outside. Like the yeah. dad comments, he says, "Isn't this cozy? We're all sitting here eating and drinking, and it's raining outside." Yeah. So Which I was great and cozy. I was house sitting. Oh, sorry, in your own ahead. home. <laughs> I was, <laughs> you're not tense about people coming back home. I was house sitting for my brother once because they have they have a little dog, uh, and what was that Stella's brother? Stella's brother, <laughs> yeah, and. It was, it, there was like thunderstorms coming through and I was at a party mm -hmm. and my brother texted and he was like, we're coming home early and they were in Muskegon so they were like an hour away. Yeah. And I was at the party and I was like, I gotta go because, you know, like I was house sitting so my stuff was all spread out. I mean, it wasn't trash, <laughs> it was just 
stuff is all spread out, so right. I'm like driving as fast as I can to get back, <laughs> oh so I can clean up before everybody comes. Because I wanted to be out of the house before they came. Because right. even though it's my brother, I just I don't like the awkwardness. Of yeah, being no, like, I, hello, I how I are you? Because <laughs> it was later at night too. It was like ten. Right. So, so I I drive there. I really fast, like take care of my stuff, pack it up, and I'm just about to go. I'm just about to leave, and they pull in the driveway. And everyone's, like, crying. Like, the three kids are crying. <laughs> My brother and his wife are grouchy. And it's just, oh, this, like, no. horrible, horrible scene. And, and I just... So, anyway. So and it was raining like, and storming. And I didn't... I mean, everything was fine. I was able to leave. Right. But I was thinking of that when I was watching this scene. Because I'm like, it's raining. Right. And they're having an awful lot of fun and making a really big mess. And the family yeah. is camping. <laughs> So what's going to happen? But what surprised me was the doorbell rang. Right. And it was the old housekeeper. Yeah. And this Moon is Gwang. Yep. This is where the story turns and like you can almost like it's the exact moment that the family ruined everything. Yeah. The, this the is poor the family big, ruined like everything. where the climax is about to yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so the she's there and she had cut the wires for the, the out, CCTV. The CCTV, yeah. Which I thought was really smart. Yeah, she's for what she had to do. Of course, she is really savvy, as we learned. (laughs) Yeah, she's very savvy, resourceful. Yeah, and then so she convinces them to let her in, and the entire time I was like, "Don't let her." Yeah, you have no obligation to let let her her in. in. Yeah, like I was like, and I was just like, whatever she wants, I'm like, she's gonna ruin it for them. Yeah, like that. It was deep inside my soul. I was like. Do not let her in. This will be the end of you. Exactly. You and know? that was such an amateur move because as a new housekeeper, I would imagine your first rule of thumb is don't let anybody in, yeah. especially the old housekeeper. Well, like, and you don't know what she what she's yeah. capable of. She could be cap- She could be in there because she wants to steal shit. Or she, wants she wants to, to kill set you. It on fire. Yeah. She wants to kill you. She wants yeah. to like, spray paint on the walls because she lost her job. Yeah. Well, and like you don't know what she could be like the type of person who instead of blaming you know the um the employer she blames the new person who took her yes, spot even exactly. if that's not logical like no i agree i was thinking the same yeah, thing yeah like cuz you know i mean mental health doesn't have to be logical <laughs> like, yeah. you know like it just it's just the way it is um and so so she gets in they let her in which is stupid very stupid as soon again, as as soon as, as they said, let her in rookie mistake yeah big rookie like, mistake amateur which amateur I thought hour. was weird because it's like if you've done this numerous times before yeah then don't why wouldn't you know and as an employee of the family you have the authority of the yeah, family you exactly. don't have to let like her you're in. there while they're gone yeah and if you're and a you con have to protect artist, their stuff yeah right you're so. then you keep the con up and you don't let in so yeah anyway so she gets in and this was intense because this was very. This was getting oh, me man. like I was getting I was a little edge. freaked out. Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" Because she and said she left something in the basement. In the basement, right? Yeah. So you're thinking it's just like this little standard basement, whatever. But then the um, what's uh, the mom Jung? So Chung Sook uh, walks in, and the housekeeper Moon Gwang is like pushing this. Um, it's like a pantry almost. Yeah, like a like with a, like pickled jar, like jar, yeah, canned goods jars. It was it was a um, what's it called? Like a shelving, not a shelving unit. Um, well, it was a shelving unit. Which, but. <laughs> okay, anyway, it's a huge one though. Yeah. Either way, it's not easy to move, and she's like straining and moving, and she's like, "Help me move this! Help me move this!" And which I thought was kind of weird because I'd be I like, "I thought it was." Why? She was I thought when when <laughs> um when Chung Sook 
got down to like move the thing that was jamming it, I yeah. thought she was gonna tip it over on her and kill oh, her. Oh, really? I yeah. I wasn't sure what the was whole time happen. I was on edge because I thought some bodily harm was gonna come <laughs> to Chung Sook. Yeah, no, it yeah. was. And then so they open it, and there's a door behind oh, yeah, there, a secret door, and you're like, what? the fuck yeah <laughs> and then so weird. it gets even weirder so she runs it she opens the door and there's like this cavernous stairway leading down into the earth like a, into this like creepy like and like i a, legitimately thought it was like a rape cellar i did too like i, I was thought like, there was gonna be like i was like this is a rape basement i yeah. thought i thought mr park was maybe like a super too, creep. Serial killer. like oh a murder God. basement a murder Dude, basement yes, yes. i was like i was like it, so convinced yeah and I didn't realize that, that I don't know if that's like a normal thing among Korean like rich people. Well, they I, talked about it. Um, in they case of about North, Korea North Korea attacking, attacks, yeah. it's like a panic room. Like, right. so the guy who originally built the house, who was apparently some famous architect, and right. the housekeeper worked for him as well. Uh-huh. So she worked for him and for the new family, and she said. A lot of wealthy Koreans, South Koreans, build panic rooms in case North Korea attacks. Which makes sense. Yeah. But the panic room is like a maze of rooms. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like several gloomy. staircases going mm-hmm. underneath. Yeah. And it's like dark and gloomy and everything Dirty is... Dirty looking. Yeah. Like yeah. nasty. And then there's like a dude in there. Her husband. Her husband. She's feeding him a bottle. And he because... immediately creeped me out. Yeah. The first time you see him, yes. I was like, uh, yeah. who's this? You know? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she's feeding him. Was she, was she feeding him like out of a baby bag? Yeah. She was feeding him out of a bottle because yeah. she'd been gone for a few days. So he, so he was like starving. starving. Yeah. Um, and giving him, like, the, the banana. Did you notice that he, like, deep-throated that banana? Yeah, he really <laughs> ate the banana, like, in a weird he, like, way. He, was like, really, like, he was, like, sh- literally shoving it down yeah. his throat. Like, it was, like, I was, like, okay. Um, and I get it, because you're hungry, but that was, I think that was just kind of, like, a sign of just how strange he was, you yeah. know? That they showed that him, like, like deep-throating this banana. So you're, like, oh, okay. Um... And okay, and so then, then the fa- so right now it's just Chug Sook, yeah, the old housekeeper and the old housekeeper's husband, yeah, yeah, and then the, oh, the fa- housekeeper's husband is uh, Gwen Si, Gwen Si, yeah, but then um, Mr. Kim and Ki Woo and Ki Jung mm-hmm. sort of stumble down the stairs, yeah, they're like listening, and and um, and they, they call Mr. Kim dad. And the new, the old housekeeper gets this on film yeah. on her on her phone, so she has now video evidence that they're not who they say they are, and yeah. she's gonna tell the fam- She was gonna text the family, right? The wealthy family. So then they're sort of like there's like a scuffle, and they all go upstairs, and they're well, wait. Can I say one thing though? First, when she took the picture, I thought Chung Sook was close enough to just grab the phone. I did too, and it kind of bothered me that it really bothered me that she didn't. I was like. What's going to happen if she punches you in the face? She already has all this shit against you. Yeah. So, like, just grab the phone. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Her husband's not going to do anything. He's been starving for three days. I agree. You know, he's weak. He's like, not very strong. Yeah, like, there, was a, there was a few <laughs> moments when I thought they could have fought back and prevailed. Yeah. I thought so, too. And, and I thought it was weird that they, like, yeah. didn't. It was like, whatever. So then the, um, Moon Gwang and Gwen Say are, like, on the couch, and they're, like, threatening to send this video mm-hmm. to the family, and they're making the, the poor family, like, hold up their arms and freeze and everything yeah. yeah and then like a kerfuffle comes and yep. they like somebody takes the opportunity to try to knock the phone out of their hands and then yep. they're all fighting they're like in a big ball of fighting people yep. and the phone rings yeah and the family is coming home because it was raining 
Yeah. Which everybody would have <laughs> called it. Yeah. They're like, oh, we were going to go camping, which is outside, but it's raining. Yeah. So and they're can't. like a rich family who doesn't seem very rugged. Yeah. No. No. I know. Yeah. When they said camping, I was like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so then they're eight Maybe minutes glamping. away. Yeah. <laughs> so they're eight camping. minutes away and they have this whole thing where they... The family sort of overpowers the old housekeeper and her husband. Yeah. Put them downstairs. Well, put them downstairs. Mm-hmm. The family arrives, and... And the Chung Sook is cooking. She's cooking this, like, yeah. ramen dish. Mm-hmm. And Which the new delicious, it did. by the it way. It made me I want it. It was awesome. It so bad. Like, I the was distribution like... of sauce was perfect. <laughs> Dude, I know. And those, like, big chunks of sirloin, I was like, oh my god, my mouth is watering. I know, I thought the same thing. <laughs> like... But then the old housekeeper starts running up the stairs, and then new, the mom, the new housekeeper, kicks her, and she Suk, yeah. falls down oh the stairs, god. and I thought, I thought oh my she god, she killed dead. her. Yeah. I thought she was dead. I thought that she was, was dead as well. She slammed her head, not even just against the wall, but like the corner of the wall. Yeah. And I mean, they say later that she had a concussion, or she and says she obviously she died. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and she died from her brain injury, but it was like, I thought she was dead immediately. Yeah. So, that was interesting. So, and clearly, again, these people have, like, no strong moral backbone because she had no qualm just shoving this woman down the stairs, yeah. putting her life in danger. And these are not, like, soft, carpeted stairs. No, they're They cement. are cement stairs. Like, yeah. you you fall down those, you're going to be hurt real if bad. If your neck doesn't break, <laughs> then you're going to die from blunt force trauma to yeah, the head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so... So, um... Yeah. So then the family has to, like... Hide under the table. Yeah, the dad, Mr. Kim. Yeah, Mr. And the, Kim. And, and the kids. Ki-woo who, and Ki-jung yeah. hide under the coffee table. Yeah. And they lock the um the old housekeeper and her husband in the basement. The old yeah. housekeeper is knocked out. Yeah, like, she's And like, the dad checks her pulse. And it, obviously it's still there because he's like, oh, he like sighs relief. Right. But there's a moment that I forgot to tell you about. Or that we should talk about. Yeah. So the, the, the husband, the old housekeeper's husband, mm-hmm. is like pressing his... Because they tied his hands together, so he's using his forehead to like press oh the light God, switches. That was crazy. So the family, the wealthy family, thinks that these lights are like motion activated, but really the husband's just like sort of going bananas, and he like presses the lights as they walk through. Yeah. And he said, and this is something that I think is a good character trait, but also very stupid. Mm-hmm. So the 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 husband of the old housekeeper, Gwen Say, mm-hmm. tells Mister Kim, "Oh, the little boy of the family who is." Um, da Song, the little boy, yeah, the little boy yeah, who yeah. likes Native Americans, yeah, yeah, da Song, yeah. is in Cub Scouts, so he knows Morse code, so I I can talk to him in Morse code through like yeah, blinking they, the lights. Yeah, and they mention that, and they show him like writing down yeah. like he's writing, and it never comes up again. Did you notice that the little boy? Oh he's yeah, writing down the mm-hmm. Morse code, and it never comes up again. Yeah, well, yeah. That's which true. I thought was kind of weird. I thought that maybe. The father was gonna see and be like, "What is this?" Yeah, like he's writing. You're writing to help me. Yeah, like, but it. I thought, and I was like, that could be a huge. Like, I think Goosebumps talking about that part because I was like sure that that was gonna be it. You know what I mean? That him writing. Yeah, I thought so too. In Morse code was gonna be the thing that was gonna be like something's wrong here. And it never came up. That's really good point. Yeah, yeah. That because that really. I was waiting for the rest of the show, the rest of the movie, for something to come up, and it never did. That's good. I, I I didn't really think about that because right after that, all that bad stuff happened. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so then because he told Mr. Kim that he is doing Morse code, Mr. Kim ties him up. And yeah. I thought, he's been living in a basement for four years. Yeah. 
So yeah, obviously he's going nuts, so he would probably reveal his car, all his cards. Yeah, yeah. If he just hadn't said anything, it, well, and then it, he wouldn't have gotten tied up, you know? That part was so creepy, it too. It was where really he creepy, was like, yeah. He was like... He was like praising Mr. K- or Mr. Park, um, where whatever, where he was like, Mr. Park, thank you for you know giving me this home, this like house under my over my head or whatever. And he kept like doing that, and it was almost like in a, it was almost like in a worship, yeah, way. A weird. It was super super creepy, and mm-hmm. it left me super unnerved. Like I, I did was too. like, I was like eked out. I was like, no. And uh-uh. um, and then also there was there was a line that was said in the basement. So Gwen Say said to Mr. Kim, mm-hmm. can't you just let me live here? I'm comfortable here. And I thought that was another um, sort of allude, it alluded to this mindset. Like you're comfortable even in a basement, in a gross, in a gross, gross basement, basement yeah. you're, you're more comfortable there than putting yourself out there and trying to do something with right. your life. Well, and they were like, and they were hiding from debtors. Um, but it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know how the debt gathering situation happens in Korea. I don't know mm-hmm. if they get prison time or if it's more extreme yeah, I don't know or whatever. Either. So I have no idea. I obviously cannot say whether or not hiding for four years is like unusual. Cause I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I think I, it's unusual. I mean, I would think too. <laughs> I would, I would think that it is. Um, but Anyway, so, okay, so then the next thing that happens... So something else that I thought the scariest shot in the movie... Okay. Did you have something to say? Well, no, because I was going to talk about them hiding under the table, but what were you you just going to say? So they hide under the table, but the mom has cooked this ramen dish, and so the wealthy mom is eating it, Mm -hmm. and she's saying, you know, like, oh, when... When Da Song was in first grade, oh yeah, we had a birthday party for him, Ooh. and he came down in the middle of the night to eat cake, and he was sitting on the kitchen floor eating cake, and then they show this flashback, and this scene scared me. I was I was legitimately scared. Creepy so she's, as shit. <laughs> she's doing like a voiceover because she's telling Chung Sook this yeah. story, and she was like, "So he's sitting on the floor eating the cake, mm-hmm. and he saw a ghost, and it shows him look over and." Oh, I'm getting chill. Like it's really it's it like, scary. And, well, and you see these big, big bulbous, bulbous eyes, eyes like of just and it's just that. Oh my god, I'm Gwen getting goosebumps. Say, so Gwen like, Say is slowly oh. walking. Up. So he's obviously left the basement and is slowly walking up the stairs, and you just see his like the tops, like from it's the nose just up, the top of his head, and his eyes are so bulbous, and it was so scary. It was so freaky For, to me. I really no, it was that scary. was freaky. I yeah. was like, I was like, oh my god, like I'm yeah. like, no wonder this traumatizes no wonder. this poor child. Yeah, and like, I mean, and why wouldn't he think it's a ghost? Right, he's a young he would have kid. No reason to think there was a he man would, living exactly. in your basement, and like that's not something that's not like a logical leap to any like kid would make. It's right. like, oh, someone's living in my basement. Exactly. They would never no, think that. No, I wouldn't think that but either. But also, he didn't even yeah. know that they had a basement. They didn't know that they had the shelter. Oh, yeah, they didn't know yeah, they yeah, had, they had no idea. Right. So, he, they, he thought this, it was just a normal basement. Yeah, this yeah. family's thinking they just have, like, this pantry or whatever, and the reality of it is is they have, like, like a bomb shelter. Yeah. And they have no idea that it's there. So, uh, so then... Well, because they're talking about the electricity, too, with the, yeah. the three lamps. Oh, yeah, because it's, like, like oh, yeah, it's always weird. It's always weird. Blinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not. It's totally normal. Oh, it's gosh. just linked to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a really, that was a really <sighs> tense, and it, I, I think 
it's the scariest normalist it's the it's the most normal scary scene because it's not anything supernatural we know no, who it is but it's but still it's, really scary but i mean imagine i mean anyone would react yes. that way oh anyone gosh. who's I sitting would, I would, just like i'm just chilling i'm eating my birthday cake yeah and then you see this guy with the biggest oh, baldest so eye scary. like slowly like you see his face slowly like lifting up and you're like what like oh my god you know yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh i freak out too probably yeah. for me i think the probably the best scariest scene in the movie yeah. i think oh yeah well and i think that's it's even worse because the parents are just going to write it off as it being his imagination yep. when in reality mm-hmm. there's someone living in their house that they have no yeah. idea about which i think is actually <sighs> it's pretty i think it's pretty good storytelling because if a child he was in first grade so what is that 5 years old yeah so if a 5 year old <laughs> says there's someone in here you're going to be like there's no such thing as ghosts yeah. or monsters yeah, it's like so, there's something there's a monster in my bed yeah. you're going to be like mm, okay yeah you're like <laughs> you let know. me give you here's some cocoa go monsters to bed monsters don't exist yeah <laughs> so I unless really, human. <laughs> yeah, unless there's a man living in your basement. So I really yeah. thought that that was good because the, I feel like whatever happened, whatever response they had was probably exactly what real parents would do. Exactly. They'd say because they have no ghost. Well, and they have no reason to believe it's anything other than his imagination. Yes, and exactly. That is what is so scary about the situation. Uh huh. Because if they had known, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like it's anyway. So let's get further into it. Okay. So. so so it, they are, so the family's underneath, the, so uh, Ki-woo, Ki-jung, and Mr. Kim are underneath the table mm-hmm. while the parents are lying on the couch and they're going to bed, or they're sleeping. Because the little boy, the yeah, is the outside. Is camping He's like in his, his little tent. Yeah, his TV. Yeah. Which, by the way, I wanted that TV. Me too. It was and it was waterproof. Cool. Like, it was yeah. pouring rain and I he was, was like, able to sleep. Yeah. fucking awesome. I wish I had that when I was a and kid. And this is another example of just like this wealthy family is really cool. They yeah. let their little boy yeah. sleep outside and they're like, let's sleep on the couch so we can keep an eye on right, him. Right, And I just like, there's nothing about this family speaks to like no, bad people. No, I mean, they're just, yeah, you know, and then. And they're actually really, I mean, they're innocent victims of this they whole really, movie. They really are. Who like, did and, nothing wrong. And even Mr. Kim says that later. He's like, yeah. this family did nothing wrong. No. He said it earlier. I mean, they were yeah. good. Yeah, they're good people. Like, yeah. Um, so a little bit, the mutual masturbation scene was a little weird. I thought like, <laughs> I was, when, when so he, he reaches his hand in her top. What? Emily, Emily's sitting on the table. She's like, on the what? Couch. Like, mutual mutual masturbation. masturbation. I believe that's called hand jobs. Because they're not masturbating. Oh, they're they not masturbating. No, no. I, I called, I think I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. I wrote it down. Um, um, yeah. I wrote down mutual masturbation scene, but you're right. It's, it's not, not really, it's not really masturbation. Anyway, so he put his hand on her shirt and she's like, what if the, what if our son comes in and he's like, I'll just move my hand. If they had been covered by a blanket, it would have been fine. Like, well, know. no, they were, yeah, they were wearing pajamas. Yeah, they, so, so they're, like, not covered by a blanket at all. So he said, I'll just move my hand. And I thought, okay, so he's just going to, like, massage her chest. And then you see her hand going in his pants. Yeah. And I thought, oh, gosh, we're going to have to have this, like, weird sex scene on the couch. Because <laughs> I know. Mr. Me Kim too. and his children are laying under the coffee table this I whole was time. Like, I was so cringy. I was and just so like, I was like, oh, oh here comes no. the gratuitous sex scene. And it didn't, it wasn't like a naked sex scene. It was just odd hand jobs. Yeah, yeah, it was just hand Where they were fully clothed. Yeah, yeah. And, but making lots of noise. Right. So, which I almost felt worse for the family under the coffee table having to listen to that. <laughs> because it was just like, 
really noisy, I guess. Oh, my God. Um, oh, and the brother, Ki-Woo, is texting the girl. Yes, oh, He's yeah. He's texting the high. Um, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, what are you doing? My yeah. family came back from camping. My brother's camping in the yard. Yeah. I don't, it's just, oh man, just such a weird yeah. situation. So, like, and, a, oh, and also when they're laying on the couch before they start the hand jobbing, um, <laughs> that's when Mr. Park talks about, uh, Mr. Kim's smell. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's and, just, uh, it's, Mr. Kim is like lifting up his shirt. And yeah. He's like smelling it. Cause he's, oh, cause he smelled him. He's like, oh, I smell a Mr. Kim smell in here. Oh yeah. That's right. That's and right. And I assumed, like at first I assumed, well, yeah, he's been exerting himself because he carried a grown woman and a grown man down into your yeah. panic room. Yeah. Well, cause and, and he was up. like, couldn't, couldn't carry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was also like twice the size of him. So yeah. she's not bigger than him, but. And dead weight is heavier. Yeah. 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 And then Chun Suk, Chung Suk, mm-hmm. comes and says, "Like they're sleeping." So the the yeah the wealthy husband and wife have sl- fallen asleep on the couch. Yeah. She's like, "Escape now!" So two, the son Ki Woo and Ki Jung yeah escape from under the table and go to the steps and get down to the door. But as Mr. Kim is crawling out, the little boy wakes up yeah. and he calls in on the walkie-talkie and he's like, "I can't sleep." And so the parents wake up. Right. That was I very tense. Was, I thought it was ingenious that he just like stayed there. Yeah, like because I was not sure that I would, but it makes a lot more sense that they wouldn't notice something that's not moving. Exactly, versus it's dark. something that is moving. Yeah. yeah, because if they see something moving, they're gonna be like, "Mr. Kim, what, what are, are you, you doing, doing here? here?" Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that would be disastrous. So, so then they get back to the shelter, right? Isn't that right? Because yeah, they're talking. They get back to the shelter. No, you jumped ahead. So Did he I? makes it out. Okay. And they run and hit Mr. Kim and his two children yeah. and leave. And it's like pouring rain. Oh, is this and when And this it is floods. when the monsoon okay, happens. Right, that's right. Okay, so and that's when it floods. there was a really amazing part that I, I really liked. And they run down these stairs and they're almost to home. Mm-hmm. And it's pouring. And the daughter, Ki Jung, says, what are we going to do about the family in the basement? Yeah. The two people in the basement. Right. And Min, the name Min, that was the the person, the the friend of the son who hooked him up with that job. Mm-hmm. And the son said, "Well, what would Min do?" And the daughter says, "Min wouldn't be in this situation." Yeah, no, because that's totally true. And I really liked that. And then the dad said, "I have a plan of my own, mm-hmm. so let's just not worry about it." But they run home and they find out that their house is flooding with sewage water oh there's a really weird scene where like the toilet is exploding with sewage water and the daughter just like finds a stash of cigarettes and sits on it i and know smokes. and you can hear like that it's like yeah like this, black like, water oh, blowing like, oh, out of like, it shit everywhere I yeah mean, just like and it's like like more than waist uh, deep well and yeah, she like has house. poop all over her yes. hands that was mm-hmm. yeah that was really like I mean, what can you do? Yeah. Your house is covered in sewage. It's it's really, it was really gross. It was I just, really I bad. Can't, I was surprised that they even moved back in there. I do like know? their pedestal toilet, though. Their toilet is, like, raised above everything. I'm not sure why. Yeah, right that was to a really, window. I didn't, I didn't know if that was, like, that's something that's pretty standard in, like, yeah, Korean bathrooms. But yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It's like a pallet, like a toilet <laughs> throne. Like, it's literally a throne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you go up a platform, and then you're on mm-hmm. the gold, and I think, on the porcelain throne. To speak to your comment, I think they moved back there because they are stuck oh, in a mindset, true. and I think that well, must be the prevailing theme. Because I I struggled 
after I saw the movie and I was talking to Mike and I was like, what is the theme? What am I supposed to be leaving with? Because right. I didn't feel like there's definitely a class struggle, but I didn't feel like it was good versus evil in the same sense as it normally is. Wealthy mm -hmm. is bad, poor is good. It felt twisted. And it did, like it seemed like they were all perfectly capable of getting work. It's just, and then Mike pointed out that they talked about how like 500 graduate Harvard, not Harvard because it's Korea, but 500 like people with MBAs mm -hmm. would be vying for this job so they never had a chance. Right. So it, it did seem like there were some circumstances against them, but they also seemed like very innovative people. Yeah, well, they were all, they're obviously very capable. Yeah. You know, so I think they just. Capable of manipulation and capable of other things. Like it's, it's like middle child syndrome almost. Yeah. Where yeah. There's not a problem, but you perceive it to be a problem. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, I think that, and I know this is probably, I would say, like a universal thing. Where people just think that they are not worthy enough of something, yes. mm -hmm. and so they're just content in being where they are, even though they not they because shouldn't it's comfortable, right? Even though they shouldn't necessarily be content with where they are, because they could have something better. But they're just like it's just the way it is, yeah, you know? exactly. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like you don't have to live in a basement that was covered in sewage. Oh my like, gosh, oh, yeah. I mean, how do you even clean that up? I know she was <laughs> cleaning at the end, like she was cleaning it up, but I it probably smelled even worse. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it just it never looked it just never looked very clean in there, no. you know. It seemed like Dang. it just yeah, just gross. Yeah. And they said like at when they were walking into the apartment or or when they were going to the part of the apartment, um Mr. Kim had said something like, did you close the window? But I was like, what is that going to do? Yeah, because it was in the hallway before they even got yeah, to their like door. Yeah, like, I was like, that's not yeah. going to do anything. Like, no. it, the water's going to be way stronger than what those, it looks like really pretty flimsy window panes. Yeah. Um, if someone wanted to kick those in and get in, they could. And it was, poor, like, at the final scene, or of this, the flooding scenes at the end, it was pouring in through, like, broken bits in the yeah. glass anyway. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. It's, um... I do have to say though, there's one scene where there's that guy that's peeing outside. Oh yeah, and the 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 sister Ki Ki Jung was taking a uh, video of it, uh -huh. and I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really coolly done the way that they did it. With it was like very slow like motion. colorful yeah. and slow motion, and they're throwing the buckets of water on the dude peeing, and it was like super cinematic. Yeah, like, I was it like was that really was good. a really cool scene. And Mr. Kim went out and throwed like a pot of threw, yeah. threw a pot of water, but most of it went on the sun on <laughs> Ki Woo, and yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. And then you see the urine stream still coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. And she's I, laughing the entire time. I'm glad like, you brought was, that up. Yeah, because it was, it was great. Was really that was good. a good scene. Yeah. I like that. And and that scene actually happened in the one happy moment we get to see after they're established in their jobs and before the bad thing happens. Yeah, yeah. It's like before they didn't have the guts to go out and stop the guy. Like, early in the movie, the guy was peeing and none of them wanted to go out and yeah, stop him. Yeah, And I think it's because they're like, we deserve to be peed on almost, you know? <laughs> yeah. But then they're like established and confident in mm -hmm. these new jobs and they're making money and they feel like, we've really accomplished something here. So they had the courage to go out and right. stop him. And it's just like this one joyous celebration we get of them, and then before everything basically right. goes back to hell, goes to yeah, yeah, really to hell because yeah. things really got bad. But um, yeah, okay, so let's go back to the um, what ha what happens next? The family in the basement. So they're sleeping. Um, the the daughter and the son and Mr. Kim are sleeping in like a uh, shelter with yeah, a bunch yeah. of other families who got flooded. And the son says to the dad, he says to Mr. Kim, "What's your plan?" 
and the dad gets really cryptic and he's like, my plan is to not have a plan because life never goes according to plan. So if right. you kill someone, if you do this, if you commit a crime, none of it matters. And I didn't really think anything of that line, but Mike pointed that out after the movie, how maybe that was when he sort of turned and how we could maybe see that he might do something bad. Okay, Because yeah. he said, like, if you kill someone, nothing matters. Right. I actually thought that they were maybe just going to let them die. I did, too. I thought that I was, was going like, to be the twist. And I was kind of like, I was kind of like, if that's their option, that might not be the worst option. I mean, I'm not saying that you should do it. No. But I'm saying, like, no uh, one's going to find out they're dying. I agree. I thought the twist. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. The twist I was waiting for was that after this time of flooding and everything, we're going to see, like, a five five years or five months later sort yeah. of shot, and they're going to be working and we're just going to assume that the two people died in the basement and their bodies are just yeah. down there. Yeah. And that would have been, probably that actually probably would have been a much more shocking ending for yeah. me, honestly. I think, because it's like being buried alive. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, and just be the terrifying. despair that these two people. Yeah. Well, and how this whole family yeah. now knows that they've killed two people and nobody knows where they are. Yeah, yeah. And like, not only that, but the husband, his wife had died. So he would oh, have yeah. to like, the old housekeeper. He would have to just Moon Gong slowly died. die. Yes, knowing his wife is already dead, mm-hmm. like and smelling her body. Yeah, I and mean, slowly going it would crazy. be it would be so traumatic and awful. But like, what a good thing that like it would be that would be a good twist. I a think really that fucked up twist. That twist would be worthy of me saying, maybe I feel a little more wrecked at the end, <laughs> just because yeah. now this family, the the poor family just has this knowledge for the rest of their lives yeah. that there's two people they basically buried alive yep. in a basement rotting. Yep. And they're working in the same house, so they're confronted with it every day. Yep. But they didn't do that. They are living large because they're making really good money still. Yeah. So how how much does money outweigh guilt? But that's not what happened. That's that's no. an ending like a dream yeah, this ending. Is, well, and it mm-hmm. it was it's almost like David Fincher ish. Yeah. Like that's kind of like the type of thing you would do. Uh-huh. Um I can see that. Yeah. 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 Um which by the way, I <laughs> like I kind of think about this every now and then, but I think David Fincher might be one of my favorite um directors i've seen almost everything he's done and everything i've seen i've liked yeah like his, his <laughs> movies sort of make you like beautifully uncomfortable maybe yeah. not beautifully because they're they're like they make you feel kind of dirty afterwards yeah. but they're well done yes they are they're not a movie that i would for me personally i agree that his movies are really good but they're not movies that i just like oh it's it's a rainy Saturday. I'm gonna put a movie in. You know, I I'm watch, watch it. Zodiac. It'll yeah. be mildly terrifying. Like I'm not, I wouldn't watch it multiple times, but I think most of his movies that I've seen are definitely worth at least yeah. one watch. I mm-hmm. I love I love David Fincher. Yeah, um, I respect I respect that. Thanks, thanks, yeah. thanks. Um. So anyway, so I'm trying to think of what happens after the whole shelter thing. Basically, the family decides. The rich family decides oh. they're gonna throw a, an impromptu birthday party right, for the son. Right. By the way. Okay, you know what? I will. I'll mention that later after we get into okay. this. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, so so they call in. Oh, go ahead. And yeah, so they call in all these these people and whatever. And um, Mr. Kim is like on this, you know, ride with uh, what's her name? Um, uh, God, what's her name? Yeon. Yeah, Yeon Kyo. 
and she's calling everyone and blah 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 and that's when she opens the window because he smells yep yeah but and before that you see him and his two kids picking clothes out of a big pile of like yeah. community clothes so he probably in if he ever stunk before he stinks Really stinks yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, and like you don't know if those clothes are clean. Yeah, like, and he probably hasn't so... had a shower from the night yeah. before even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's covered in sewage. Yep. Like, I mean, you feel bad for him. Like, yeah, he's had can't a be comfortable. terrible, terrible yeah. night. And and this is a Sunday, so he's not normally. None of them are supposed to be yeah. here, except the housekeeper. But none of them. But they're like the being three paid of overtime and yep. everything. So, which I really liked that that they were like, okay, these are the, these people's days off, but we need them, so we're gonna pay them more mm-hmm. to come in. Or actually, honestly, I think the two kids were just invited to the party. Oh yeah, that's right. But the, but, but they the were dad, still paid. Yes, but the dad yeah. was was definitely just called to work. Yeah, yeah. and that mm-hmm. was nice that they did that too. That they were like, yeah, they were like, well, our kids want you to come, but also we'll pay you because right. it is work. Consider it. Part yeah, of your instead work. of yeah. it like instead of it being like, can you come and like not be like compensated for your time? Which just further is like, that... I appreciate that, but no, this is my day off. Right. Like, you're gonna give me money to spend time with your kid, or you know, like, so I appreciate. And it that. furthers that the rich family is just really they're good, like they're good innocent people, people. right? They and they've done anything, wrong. and they're happy to pay their employees yes. the the payment that they deserve, you know, to mm-hmm. be spending extra time with their children. So. um so then, anyway, so then, you know, she opens the, the window or whatever, and then, don't they go back down the basement, or... So the daughter, um, Ki-jung, yeah. comes and talks to her mom, who's, like, helping prepare the food for the party and setting up tables and stuff, and she says, I'm gonna go down and talk to the family, the two in the basement, because I think things got crazy last night, so the mom gives her a plate of food, and she's like, take this food down to them and let them eat first, don't confront them right away, so... Right. The mom and the daughter are being quite, like, fair about it. Like, things got out of hand. We right. have to take care of the situation. Well, fair-ish. Not fair, yeah. But, <laughs> I like, mean, these people are still locked in the basement. They're sort of trying to remedy the situation yeah. any way they can. But they get interrupted, and the mom, the wealthy mom is like, Oh, Ki-jung, whose name is Jessica. She's like, Jessica, you have to give the cake to Da-sung, because, you know, we want you to give the cake because you're helping him through the therapy, and the bad thing that happened was on his birthday, so his birthday is a very sensitive time, so we want you to give him the cake. So she right. never gets to go down there. Right, so she never gives him food. Yeah, meanwhile, right. the son, Ki-woo, mm-hmm. oh, we didn't really talk about the stone. There's, like, this right, big yeah, stone. Right, yeah, yeah, that stone. Which is, like, supposed to, was supposed to bring wealth to the family. Oh, right. That he was given at the beginning of the movie by men who gave mm-hmm. him the job. So for some that reason, was weird. I, that I think was that, so weird. I think there was some themes in the movie that probably if we were Korean, we would understand. But since we're yeah. not, went over our heads. So the stone was supposed to bring wealth. But it seemed like it was almost floating in the water. Yeah, it was when weird. When found it, which I was like, that shouldn't be floating. That's a yeah. pretty heavy stone. So he, um, he has a stone and right. he... Goes down to the basement, and I have, I wonder I like, we're like both like holding on. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm mimicking holding see a stone. Jeez, <laughs> like so, I would say it's like a like maybe like eight or nine inch, like it's a big rock. It's yeah, not small, it's and it big. should not be floating. <laughs> no, but he's carrying it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So he carries it down into the cellar because everyone's out in the yard because the party is uh-huh. happening. And I don't know what he was going to do. Was he going to kill them with it? I don't know. I kind of thought that's maybe what that, he was that's thinking. That's what I wondered. Like, he was going to go I down there and bash them? I had no idea. I mean. Yeah. What a, and, like, just, that's such a such an aggressive and violent way to kill someone. It seems, to me, in my, like, in my mind, 
if you were going to kill someone, it seems like you would want to do it in a way that's cleaner, just so it's easier to get rid of to the body yeah. or whatever. You know, instead of bashing someone's head open and blood goes flying and there's yeah. small bits. Like, I mean, it doesn't... If that was his plan to right, use the rock, right. I don't know. Well, we so we don't know. We never find out. So but. he gets to the basement and he drops the rock, thereby, like, therefore... Yeah. Alerting them that yeah, he's like it coming. slips out of his finger. Yeah, and so he sees the the body of the old housekeeper, and mm-hmm. he's like trying to inspect it. And the husband sneaks up on him and knocks him out. Puts a, oh, he puts a noose, yeah, around, puts a his noose neck. around him. Oh, which that was really, really intense. I hated that, that. Bothered the crap out of me yes. because he so um, Kiwu escapes mm-hmm. from Young Young uh, Se, and he is like running up the stairs and I'm like, this guy has ample opportunity to take the uh-huh. noose off and he never really intense. does. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't that be the first thing that you would do? Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I, I don't know because I've never been in that situation. I hope I never am where I'm fighting for my life and someone's trying to choke me to death. But yes, it, my personal opinion is that if you have an item on you that could kill you why wouldn't you immediately take it off? Like, that just yeah. it just seemed weird that he would... Like, obviously, he's full of adrenaline. He's not probably thinking straight. But it just seemed odd to me that he wouldn't, you yes. know? Yes, And it doesn't really make a difference with the plot anyway. Well, no, it does. It does. It does. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Because when he gets to the top of the stairs, Gwen Say pulls him back. Yeah. And he falls. And then Gwen Say kills... Or, like... Bashes his head yeah, in with yeah, the same yeah. rock. Doesn't kill him, but bashes his head in. And then he twice. Yeah, it was gross. That, that was scene was really gross. Nasty. I like, like I it. was not expecting yeah. him to no, survive that. Either. I was like, that kid is gonna have issues with his brain. Well, yeah. The re- like if he is even back to his normal like like mental faculties. Like yeah. if he doesn't have severe brain damage, I mean, I'd be extremely I'd surprised. Be shocked. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. so. Anyway, so... So he bashes him in the head, so he's yeah. laying in the pool of blood in the cellar, and then Gwen Say yeah. goes up to the party, with the, and he pulls a knife out of the yep. kitchen. Yeah. And, and he's covered, and he's like covered a, in blood. He has like a cross of like blood on, on his, his face. face. Yeah. Um, where he was bashing his face into um, the, uh, the, like doing the Morse code, and he was continuously bashing his head into there, um, which... I mean, Gwen Say is obviously not a totally mentally there person. There's a lot of issues going on. Yeah. But, wow. <laughs> and then he goes out, and Jessica's Ki Jung yeah. is presenting the cake to the little boy. But Gwen Say interrupts the party and stabs her in the heart. Yep, yep. And then... Every, so, like, pandemonium breaks right. loose. Well, so, and before that happens, Mr. Kim and Mr. Park are, like, crouching with the Indian headdress, the Native American headdresses, and um, they're talking, and it just looks like Mr. Kim really hates Mr. Park in that part to me. Yeah. It I really seems like there's a lot already. of anger. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of anger there. Um, like, he didn't really want to listen to him. He didn't really care what he had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, Gwen, Gwen, Gwen C comes in there. And, and just please, if you're Korean, just remember, guys, we're from Michigan. We don't know how to pronounce Korean names. Just give us a break, please. We're trying our best. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, he, he walks out and he stabs, or he stabs, uh, Ki Jung in the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And that I felt bad for her. <laughs> oh yeah. Big time. Yeah, like, and I thought at that moment, 
the family, the poor family, could get off scot-free because for all intents and purposes, he's a crazy man who's been living oh, in the yeah. basement. He killed, he, it soon seemed like he killed Kiwu in the basement. Right. He stabbed Jessica out of nowhere. Yeah. There's nothing implicating them in this crime. In fact, if anything, he's a crazy man. Well, and they and could blame would, the death of his wife yes, on him. exactly. Because what would tie it? They yeah, could just how would be they like, know? Exactly. They could and, be like, well, he's a crazy man. Look what he did. Yeah. Why wouldn't he kill his wife? And... Like, then, though, Mr. Kim stabs yeah. Mr. Park in the heart, and, and then so then, obviously, all of it falls, falls to apart. shit. <laughs> and you find out that Ki Jung dies. Yeah. You know, I never found out if Mr. Park dies. I assume he dies. Oh, uh, yeah. But then I you see, so. so they're trying to get the car keys because the little boy has another seizure. Right. And well, no, but, the, and then what's important, too, is the reason that Mr. Kim um, kills Mr. Park, his nose like crinkles up like in disgust. Like he oh, smelled something yeah. weird. Did you you know that, right? that yeah. Yes. And then Mr. Kim is like oh, That's it, that's the hell last straw. No, and he grabs yeah. the, the knife and he stabs Mr. Kim or Mr. Park in the heart. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Park dies. And, and you will you assume he dies. And you and, assume the wife, the rich wife, Young Kyo, yeah. she faints. Right. But you never hear what happens to the family. You never hear if the little boy dies from seizing. You never right. hear if Mr. Park dies or not. It seems like he probably did. It was kind of, like, kind of say later that, like, why, they were, said something like, why would you live in a house where your husband was murdered? Or oh, yeah, you're right. Was, he like, said because of, like, the distressing things that happened yeah. or something. Yeah. But what I was thinking, what I was going to say, is how this poor little baby boy, this His, poor kid, yeah. how traumatic, like, I would never want to celebrate my birthday after seeing a ghost, which obviously super traumatized him. Yeah. And then his dad gets murdered. And he saw his his tutor get stabbed by a crazy person. So two people that he loves in his life. And just horrific. Horrific. I mean, even if it wasn't his birthday, that would be horrifying. It was, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but like, especially on your birthday. Yeah. I mean, like, I've had enough issues on my birthdays without someone in my life being stabbed or death or murdered. Like, it's. I don't even. It's apples and oranges. I mean, (laughs) I don't think you can really compare any. Anything like. Any normal (laughs) thing that would happen to somebody versus a crazy man has come into your house. That's very true. Killed your father and your tutor yeah. in front of you. Yeah, yeah. But, and then you find out that Ki-woo survived, but he had, like, brain surgery, and mm-hmm. he was a little bit messed up because he laughed when he should have been oh, crying. Oh, wait, I wanted, oh, yeah, I wanted to say one thing, too, and I wrote it down, is that um, when Mr. Kim stabs um, Mr. Park, he flee he fled oh, like yeah. a cockroach. Yeah. The way that Guang, the way that Guang, um, no, no, uh, sorry. The way that Chung sucks oh, that yeah. he was. Remember? Because yes. when they were sitting and they were eating, she said, like, she's like, you're going to flee like on. a cockroach. Something yeah. happens and you flee. And he, like, grabs her by the shirt like he's pretending, like he's going to, he's threatening her. And he's all like, ha it's a joke. But she was right. She was right the entire yeah. time. Because he stabs him and he just takes off. Yeah. Doesn't, like, has nothing to do with his family. He just, it's all about him. Yep. And, yeah. And so... Anyway, so, like, the whole party's over, and, and like you said, Kiwoo lives, and he's talking. It's, like, six months later. Yeah, and he's talking to um, the police officer and the doctor, and the police officer who doesn't look like a police officer. Yeah. And the doctor who doesn't look like a doctor, which I laughed, too, because I agreed. <laughs> I, did, I didn't. I didn't. I thought it was funny. Like I was still trying to grasp, like, what, I was, like, thinking, 
how stupid. They could have gotten away scot-free, yeah. but he decided to stab Mr. Park. Yeah. Thus ruining the deception. It's like, and I, I was really, And I was weirdly relieved that Ki-Woo died, even though he's, like, kind of an evil or character. Ki-Jung. Ki-Jung. No, Ki-Jung died. Ki-Woo lived. Ki-Woo I was relieved lived, that yeah. Ki-Woo lived. Yeah. Well, I was and kind of rooting for the family the entire time. Yeah. Like, weirdly. I found myself wanting them yeah. to succeed. Mike kind of said that, too. Like, even though they're bad people, they're yeah. like, you're watching a movie about them, so you want them well, to succeed. Well, you're like, um, yeah. they, they're done in a way where you still empathize with them as people. Yeah. Regardless of how good or bad they are. Right. They're well-written characters. Yes. Really, so, yes. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're very well-written characters. Um, and then... The whole thing where uh, Ki Woo finds out that his dad is actually living in the basement, the sub basement. Yep, because nobody, like the police, can't find him. He yep. just disappeared into thin air. They're like, he disappeared. There's um, the wires were cut to the CCTV. Um, mm-hmm. No one else has seen him. No one knows where he went. He's a ghost. Mm-hmm. No, like he's gone. And it turns out that he's been under their nose the he's entire time. He's been living time. in the house. Yeah, but it just at that point, I hated Mr. Kim because I was like, this pathetic piece of shit leaves his family. First of all, he stabs a guy, which he did not have to do, just because the guy wrinkled his nose. Like, yeah, no one likes bad smells. <laughs> you know, like, one, well, there probably are, but like, whatever. Have you, did you ever watch um, Pushing Daisies? Yes. Okay. So there's this one character that I think is played by Paul Rubens, who's like really into garbage or something. And he's like, obsessed with like smell i think i remember but it's been i only watched the, the every season or every episode i only saw once and it okay, was like okay. maybe 11 or 12 seen, years ago i've yeah. seen it multiple times i love that show well the it's, first cute, season it's a I cute loved. show the second season was not very good i barely remember it like, but there is a reason why it got canceled you yeah know what I mean? yeah I anyway think, well the thing but, is i think <laughs> they wrote themselves into a corner because there's only so far you can go because yeah. the lovers can't Touch. Yeah, touch, yeah. So how many times can we see them, like, kissing through saran wrap or right. something? And they were so cute. Anyway, that's they not, really cute. That's not but yeah. here or there. Lee but Pace, anyway, is, was, Lee Pace is, is um, a, yeah. good, a good leading man for that sort of thing. He role. is, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what I was trying to say is, yeah, maybe there are some people that like the smell of garbage, but what I'm saying is generally most people don't like bad smells. Right, yes. So Mr. Kim totally overreacts and mm-hmm. just murders this dude. Yeah. And he takes off. And I'm just like, this piece of shit. What yeah. a dick. His family has no idea where he is until his son happens to spend some time outside of the park's house. You know? He goes up on the hill and, like, uses binoculars to look down at the house. Yeah. And a new family lives there by that point. Right. And um, he sees the light with the Morse code. Yeah, and he and, starts figuring it out. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, he must be up all night. Yeah. Because it's a long letter. It was a huge letter, yeah. yeah. So, um... You know, Mr. Kim's writing him this letter, blah, 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 and Kiwoo was like, oh, okay, it's my dad living in there. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) The kitty just came up on the couch and meowed. He's a big purr. Aw. Um, so... His dad is living in the basement. Yeah, his dad is living in the basement. And, um... And then what else? Well, this is stolen from the Wikipedia page. Okay. So in the movie, he says, Dad, the kid's like writing a letter to his dad in his head. Oh, right, right. He's like, Dad, okay. I have a plan. I'm going to make lots of money. I'm going to buy the house. And someday me and Mom will be in the yard and you can just walk out and see us. But the Wikipedia page, this is stolen from it, implies, says the implication is that he will never make enough money because at the end of the movie you see him. Because they show this like scene where they're all like reunited. Like, yeah, like this 
fantasy where yeah. everything's fine, everything's but great, in the movie, in beautiful house, and it shows him still sitting in the basement. Yeah, so yeah. he's never gonna get out of that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that was heavily implied. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like he was like, but it, he says, and he says something too. He says something like, um, "Until I make that money, but yeah. until now, until, this is how it's gonna be, or until then, it's how it's gonna yeah. be, or something." And it's just, and I think that's what you were saying is that there's the whole like thing, the whole theme behind the film is that these people think that they aren't worthy mm-hmm. of more, so they're just comfortable being in this place yeah. that's gross. Even or though everything that happened, the daughter, his sister, his the mother, and him are the only two left. Basically, yeah. The sister has died. Yeah. Like this whole situation is so terrible. And they're in the house, and she's cleaning it. So they're basically just staying in the same spot yep. they're at, and it's really kind of sad. It's and I, I guess that's the theme. It took me a while to like land on it totally, but I guess the theme is just that you know, there, if you're if you're in a basement and you think you belong there, you belong there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, yeah, and that's the thing. And and they're very. They're obviously clever and capable people, but mm-hmm. they just don't want to get out of the situation. They don't apply themselves. You know? yeah. And I mean, I think we've probably all met people like that in our lives. Yeah. And we're actually probably all like that in some area <laughs> yeah, of yeah, our I lives. Mean, like, I know yeah. there are aspects of my life where I'm like, I could change this, but I'm comfortable. Yeah. Thankfully, nothing as severe as what they go through, but... <laughs> we both yeah. live in pretty nice places, and, you yeah. know, and they're decent. Um, yeah, so... You so know. I would I would recommend it. I would too. I would yeah. go in. Just don't think that this movie's gonna blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's the best thing since I don't know Casablanca or whatever. Yeah. Just go in thinking I'm gonna see a movie that probably will make me laugh, will make me feel tense, and is a good story. Yep. And anything beyond that is just bonus. And now there's a kitty on me. He is has betrayed me. I was itching. <laughs> Listen. The trick to making animals like you is to itch under their chin and itch behind their ears. <laughs> yes, I So that's I what it. I do when I meet a new I animal. And it. if I meet an animal who doesn't like to get itched behind the ears, that's their problem, not my problem. <laughs> I'm doing everything right. They're freaks. <laughs> He's so affectionate, though. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would recommend you wanna, seeing it. Um, and if you want to look at my kitty cat, it's under Instagram, bearcatten. <laughs> so you can check it out. He's very cute. And you can find us on Spotify. On on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Um, We have Instagram. We have Facebook. Again, if you guys want to recommend anything, we're trying to do newer movies, so if you guys are interested in something that's coming out, uh, let us know and be like, hey, I'd love to hear about this. Um, It's watchersofmovies at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. Any business inquiries, too. Yes. You know, so... And I hope you liked the new theme song. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Written and performed and recorded by Mike Myers. Yes. He performs under the name TMS. So, yes. Nice. It's a good good theme song. It's awesome. Yeah. It fits us. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. Have a nice day. Goodbye. Bye.